Hello, and welcome to this week's Scrim School Scrimcast. I am your host, Bobby Sox. Uh, if you are new here, the way this works is we spend the first hour or so talking with the guests of the week, getting to know them, understanding the metas, the loadouts of choice for this season, uh, ways to play, how to move, things like that. And then the second half, we jump into some scrims. And we run scrims with the guests of the week. We bring in viewers, and you guys get a chance to chat with the guests of the week. I'm pretty excited. Our guests this week are Mistreated and Vrya. This is going to be a good one. Let's get them undeafened and do some intros. Hello to you both. Hi, hi. Yo. Okay, so we're going to start it off. Why don't you both give an intro to the viewers in chat and that listen to this on the offline? All right. Um, well, I'm mistreated. Um, I primarily do a lot of PvP, mostly trials. Um, started my stream because I didn't have anybody to play with. Um, and quickly found out that a lot of other people didn't either so it was pretty fantastic always done trials been branching out into more pve stuff recently but and some other games but it's been it's been a delight and uh along the way i actually met varia so it's been fantastic and yeah there we go <laughs> i feel that i think that's why a lot of people start streaming honestly is to make more friends i got tired of talking <laughs> to myself <laughs> Alright, what you got? Uh, I'm Vrya. I'm a dude with a little too much free time. Uh, I used to scrim quite a bit. I quit on that and now I just play a lot of trials. Like a little way too much. I think um, I'm a little high on the boards for flawlesses. Um, yeah, I stream. Do all that. Do help. Just try to get Get to know as many people as I can. Talk to as many people as I can. I love that. Um, chat, there are the links. If you are not following these two, go show some love. They took the time out of their day to be here. Their evening, I guess, day. I don't know. This could be uh, this could be your morning. I'm not judging. Go show some love to them. So let's dive into the nitty gritty right out the gate. Because, uh, whew, trials. These last two weeks. How do we feel about it? Bad. Bad. It's, been, <laughs> it's been terrible. Um, and mostly I do think it's because of the player pop. It's it's 100% it's the player man. pop. The, the less people school. actually playing trials, the more strain you're going to be feeling with the problems of the actual system. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely saw a picture on the tweeters uh, that basically said that at one point trials dropped down below 600 total players or 600 players in non-flawless or one of the two. I think I saw a tweet coming from Trials Report that said that within an hour, um, Flawless Pool had less than 500 players in it. And uh, during that time, we were actually playing uh, Flawless Pool. And <laughs> it, we matched the exact same people over and over and over again. 
it was uh, quite noticeable that there was hardly anybody playing. And it, it's, it's mind-boggling that... Um, because I think at that time, actually, I think there was 1,500 people um, playing um, yeah, all together. So uh, twice as many people were in the non-flawless playing than... Yeah, at some point, we'd playing. actually get people get pulled from non-flaw, and we'd play a bunch oh, of solos true. from non-flaw. Like, it's never been, even never been flawless before, people. Like, they'd get pulled into our games because there's nobody playing in flawless pool. Matchmaking got to that. the point where it was, like, five minutes long, uh, maybe even a little longer than that. And, yeah, we would consistently get non-flawless people uh, matching us. And uh, it's just really disheartening. And obviously, you know, there isn't a, you know, a brick wall where, you know, non-flawless can't match with flawless players. But if the population dips so low, we're going to be eventually playing with the non-flawless. Yeah. I mean, I think I actually, I was watching that in your stream, Barry, when it happened. That was Monday morning, if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. I was... I was it it happens a lot more than I think it should. It happens yeah. at least a good handful a weekend where you just get those handful of games that are just purely solos or even just a duo and a solo and they get like a a lower lower tier never been flawless before like at all maybe even their first time playing trials they'll get pulled into our games and it's like uh i don't think that's how that's supposed to work considering flawless was implemented for that one reason yeah i mean i i understand that it wasn't meant to be that way but so let me let me spin it a little bit why why do y'all think it was so low these last two weeks well i think I, I mean, for one the meta the meta is yeah, I mean, terrible meta. nobody wants to play against wall hacks linears every game um and on top of that it being the end of the season and the meta being the worst it could be, uh, it just all piles on into one and it doesn't end well at all. Yeah, I feel that. I do. I, I feel that immensely. Um, what were y'all running as loadouts? What uh, what do you recommend to the viewers at home that made it possible uh to run in the <laughs> Falalis pool? Oh man, I, I ran the wall hacks. I put it on myself. I put on the wall hacks. I was like, okay. you literally, you did, yeah. it's to the point where sometimes you just can't play without it, especially if it's three of them, you just have to start doing it yourself. Um, at some and point, as as... I did just get off of Hunter and go to a Titan and play behind my barricades with a scout <laughs> yeah. and try Titans my best are very to strong not get with picked. That. Yeah. The I barricades, mean, especially with, you know, Bannerfall being a long range map, it's very, very helpful for Titans. Um, but I was, I was just doing SMG, Peacekeepers, <laughs> Titan. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I have Sniping found occasionally. A, yeah. I have found a new love for SMGs this season. Mostly because I can't use a SMGs hand cannon. SMGs are strong. They're yeah. so strong. Well, nobody can use a hand cannon right now. <laughs> I mean, they can try, you but shoot it's somebody not going twice, to be optimal. Get out, Forerunner. It's like, oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I, at this point, I'm pretty sure I'm getting forerunner in orbit. So. <laughs> yeah. I hear it in my dreams. I do too. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, Forerunner's not bad. That's actually something that we will get into because obviously Forerunner is a very hot topic. Uh, that Bungie doesn't feel that way. 
Why do y'all think that is? Uh, I think they want to keep the uniqueness about it, to be honest, um, because it is an exotic um, sidearm. Uh, and, you know, if it doesn't have its long range capabilities with the little scope, then they're going to lose out on it. I think somewhere along the line it mentioned that it was like acting like a 180 hand cannon. I'm not quite sure how valid that is, but it definitely has significant range. And uh, it, it hurts when it hits you. Yeah, we tested it. Uh, I think if there's way too much ammo for it is what I think. Mm -hmm. I think that needs to decrease. Like yeah. uh, spawning ammo. I agree with that. We tested it in just in some private matches, and we were hitting 54 meters without a damage fall off. Oh. 58, sorry, 58 <laughs> meters. Let me let me get my numbers right. 58 it's meters. It's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. It's, it, it's nuts. So I know this is a touchy one. How would you improve it to still let it have its shine without being such an outlier? I'm sure um, I just don't want it usable. <laughs> That's the, this is the problem You're with me thinking about Forerunner. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think definitely decreasing the ammo for sure. Um, but there has to be some kind of damage fall off as well. It sure. does not need 58 meters. I don't think. <laughs> but, I mean, what can a hand cannon get? Maybe max 30? 34 with range 34. Finder. Yeah, if, if it's going to have 58, no. I think it should have around maybe mid-40s. Mid-40s would be okay. But to be able to maybe challenge a pulse rifle and actually win because it shoots so fast, I think that that's a little bit of an issue. And that's uh. something you can change. Sin corrected me. Uh, it is 36 meters with a depth pally. Oh, okay. And that's Dang. as far as 140s are concerned. That's the that's the furthest range. That is a great question. Mark says, uh, "Why is Forerunner all of a sudden in the spotlight? It's always been strong, but why is the usage so high now? What do y'all think?" Oh, that's a good question. Um... I have my own thoughts on it, but I want to hear. I want to hear from the teachers. I think it's hand cannon-like. I think it's because it's hand cannon-like, and you can basically play it off as a hand cannon, even though it's not. Um, you could basically challenge any primary now, and since hand cannons feel so... Like, with all the special weapons, with linears and stuff, I think that that might be the only thing to be able to kill fast, fast enough to where the dude might not be able to linear you. Um, and... Somebody else that's trying to challenge you with a primary, they're not going to outgun you because Forerunner just shoots that much faster. That's true. And as far as like all of the matches going, they're playing very long range mostly. So like having something that is very similar to a hand cannon that is doing massive damage and range, uh, people are going to be more inclined to pick it up. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Plus, it's so insane. It's so insane. It is. I even as an ex Halo pro, I just am stunned at how they did with it. And I get it. I I like it from the novelty of it. But holy, for some reason this season it feels potent. 
Ooh, also because of the, the guns you can pair with it. Normal, like, just sidearms in general, since they got a buff. Drang, literally, it's, it has hand cannon range. It basically feels like it. You're going to probably outgun a hand cannon from its own range if you just use Drang. And you actually have a little bit better in air, I think, with Drang, or at least it feels like it. Um, just sidearms in Easier general, they're, they're really strong. Yeah. You could just run double sidearm targeting, double sidearm unflinching, <laughs> not have to worry about your special weapons. You can put on sneak attack. <laughs> just play invis, and then by the second the people see you, you're dead. Like they're dead. Yeah. You already yeah. three tapped them. It's it's. I I really hope that. I mean, Bungie's got to see the numbers, right? I really really hope that at some point something in there they go in next swabs before season nineteen they go yeah we know this is a little potent. Mm -hmm. You know. I actually am wondering to see how they would tune it because I'm sure they do want to keep it strong like just not as bad as it is if they do change it do you think that that would decrease like the damage <laughs> on it actually it was I, don't, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> I don't know either I don't think they would do anything with aim assist or anything with that but maybe damage maybe take off a little bit of damage yeah i could see that if fall off was more it would make sense but mm -hmm. you're probably gonna three tap anyways no matter what so i saw a suggestion on on the bird app that said what if forerunner only got six in the mag instead of eight so you have and when you pick up you only get enough to get one more kill out of it instead of that's valid with it now uh that is valid. It puts you in a position where you can't miss. If you if you mm -hmm. want the fast kill, you gotta hit your headshots. And you better hope the other person drops special and you can get to it if you want a guaranteed next kill if you do miss. Sorry, Which I do I just, think that that, I just that wouldn't be a bad change. <laughs> I got distracted watching you get a triple with that shotgun. In the air. <laughs> You're cheating. You hit not one, not two, but three in air headshots. Absolutely cheating. <laughs> what was he using? Because uh, I'm without remorse. That, I was about to say, that looks like a without remorse. Is what it looks oh, like. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> this thing funny. is such hit or miss. It's like... It, sometimes it'll one-shot. Some other times, it literally won't even break the shields. Chippy says that that's what it was before. In se last season was six in the mag... Three from pickup. Oh, that might be why you see it more this season, actually. Yeah, that might that you, you, might explain it's why more because the the yeah the ammo increased and I think the ammo is the biggest issue. Um, so you only get one shotgun shot. You only get one or like one kill worth of forerunner, but you still get that extra bullet. So with a shotgun or a sniper, once you miss that one shot, you're done. You could still miss a shot with that forerunner. Yeah, exactly. It's a couple shots. And all you have to do is touch a brick, and guess what? Mm -hmm. You have another team wipe. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty wild. It's 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 an interesting one. Um, that I'm really hoping they mention something about. I'm going to be concerned if they don't. And speaking of interesting weapons, let's talk linears. <laughs> linears. Linears. 
how do we feel about him now? Have you guys tried him since the? Uh, I haven't. Quote unquote. I have not tried them. Unfortunately, I haven't. I've seen clips. Tried them. I have seen clips. Yes, and discussion about it, but I haven't had an opportunity to try them out, or get tried on. <laughs> Which before the nerf, I did say that I don't think it was going to do much. Because every time they do nerf aim assist cones, it doesn't actually feel like it does anything. I remember, I, I think it was the first nerf they tried with snipers. It was the aim assist cone. Nothing changed. Like, well, that you was were the still same getting with the sniped through everything. Yeah. You yeah. were still and getting shot when you were behind the aim assist cone again. And then they, they capped the flinch. So your, your gun can't go any higher, which is bad. So now, if you just aim low enough and get flinched, you can hit them no matter what. I, I, that just all didn't sound like a, a good idea. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good idea. I don't know. I've seen, I've seen toss-ups. I haven't gotten a chance to try them yet. Um, I hate to admit it, but I have been a arbalist enjoyer, quite a bit this season. I think ninety-nine percent of people. Well, have I have been, been too. Yeah. <laughs> right once I pull out so, wall hacks, I no mean, same. It, it's just. Yeah. I think it, the past couple weeks, it's been in my top three, and it's like, okay. Both of them actually combined. Like, the same top three every week. Consistently. I, mean, I feel that. I do. Uh, I tried trials out, you know, and started running the... Uh, I didn't even play it this weekend, honestly. I looked at the numbers, because I play it 4 o'clock in the morning. And when I saw there was 1,100 players total, I said, I'm good. <laughs> just stay in bed i'm good now i got on i ran quick play hung out with the troops and we just had some fun making jokes and talking about food and i gotta say my mental was peak <laughs> it was a whole different level but i have been enjoying i have been enjoying arbalist a lot um i was on the destiny massive breakdowns last week or the week before and that was a very hot topic of what we felt should be changed. Um, I was really hoping you guys had tested it so we could see if... I was hoping to, too, as well. Unfortunately, like, it would only have to be something... Like, I don't think Quick Play would be a good way to test it. It would have to be, like, in a comp setting, like a 3v3, to really kind of feel its, you know, change difference. Um, but I don't, I don't know what... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I know that they were like a huge issue um, all this season and in general before they even got nerfed. So if if the nerfs did make a significant difference, um, then we're going to be seeing it. The Twitter talk about the linears um, was really, really strong. Um, but I feel like a lot of people will jump onto it in trying to make a point that Bungie is wrong, even if they aren't technically in gameplay. Um, now, whether or not you know all of that is valid, it could be 100%, but I would have to experience it first to really know um, whether or not the nurse actually did anything significant. And right. significant meaning people are going to be using it less and making it seem like it's a viable option all the time because there's people that are just jumping onto the linears now because that's the only way to combat them right. and right now there should be other things that should be able to combat them 
Definitely. I think the best playing field for him is trials. Just for yeah. guns in general. Like, the best way to tell if something's good or not is if it works in trials. Um, so, like, if we go into this weekend, and it's, it's going to be a close-range map if it's one of the moon maps, mm -hmm. um, and the linears are still there, I think that's saying something. I mean, it's just... The moon maps are, a shot, are shotgun heavy, and if somehow, some way, the linears do beat the shotguns on, like, usage, then that's... That's got to be a sign that there's nothing, like, almost nothing changed. And Trials is definitely a good area to know exactly if things have made an impact in changes, because people want to win. Uh, oh, yeah. They might enter a comp, right, and not, you know, have that same drive that they want to win, like, in Trials, because they don't want to break their card. So you see a lot more teams actually attempting that win um, than you would in another... Um, setting like quick player comp I do. I... so they're going to use what is going to get them the win so if those linears are still the best option for them to win we're going to see it and we're yeah. going to feel whether or not we can contest them or not because right now contesting them is very very or not right now but last weekend <laughs> they were very difficult to contest yes they were um i've said for a while much to the chagrin of twitter that Bungie's best marker for metas is to look at trials. Mm -hmm. Because that is where people, like just like you said, that's where people are going to use whatever they can to win. Yes. So I absolutely agree with that. Um, I guess we're going to have to see how it plays. If you haven't voted yet, make sure to vote Anomaly. Not that I'm, <laughs> you know. I think voting has closed. <laughs> that's we voted <laughs> But we, we did voted. vote anomaly. Uh, <laughs> is it something so I wanted to vote on? No, but it is a map we haven't had in over a year. So I am, I, that is the one I voted for. I enjoy anomaly more than the other two. Cauldron uh, is actually one of my favorite maps. So like I, if I, I would have voted for that if why? anomaly wasn't on there. Why is Cauldron I really one like of that yours? I can't stand I just, that map. I just think it's fun, and I also think that a lot of people do not know how to handle doors. That's why I hate and, that map. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny. The only problem that I would have with Cauldron currently is this meta. Titan's Rain and those Titan grenades would definitely just flood that middle area. So it would be it would be tough, but it would be fun to experience. Yeah, I the way I see Cauldron, it's a C tier map. If the doors stayed open, I could I could put it in the S tier slot. The, you, the you know what's just... also funny is yeah. Burnout is one of my other favorite maps. So I definitely like things that rotate. I love Burnout. Um, I think Burnout's great. Yeah, I like until the, we get to Anomaly. The fact right. that you can open a door and not know what's on the other end, even though you might open it and get sniped instantly. I still like that. It'll, it'll annoy me. I'll 100% get annoyed if I get sniped <laughs> right as I as the door opens. But it'll, it's just the fact that there's some sort of like thought process you have to have. You have to be ready for whatever once the door opens. Mm -hmm. There could be a dude crouching around the corner with a chaperone, some dude getting ready to jump, and then, well, he might not kill you, actually, because he jumped. But yeah. <laughs> uh, just the everything map, that goes in with the doors the map changing um whether it's um you know you're anticipating the change or you're not anticipating the change makes a huge difference on how like 
people and the teams will play. Um, I, I like the 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 changes that the map does uh, to people, you know, trying to strategize. It's it's interesting to see what people do. I think the biggest issue with me and Cauldron is the necessity of holding mid. Mid control mm -hmm. on that map especially, depending on what side you spawn on, you have an easier chance to take mid control. Because mm -hmm. obviously, like, in any scrim setting, in any competitive setting, mid control is what you want. But it's very favored on one side. I think I think that's my biggest issue with it. Because then you're, you're at a disadvantage trying to push through the doors to take mid control. I think equal... <laughs> I think you can go equal time to the doors but there's definitely one side that is a little bit more open that I think the red has spot that yeah has a better has, time once you run into the doors exactly it does you can you can run through the doors and get on bridge before left side spawn can make it to the doors mm -hmm. if you're moving uh it's just uh yeah that mid control it, it used to be a very heavy like run-in shotgun map um and then you had the very strange teams that would take the outside and try to snipe you out or just wait out the the rounds but yeah it is it is a very i guess i'm one trying strategy to make you not like it if you haven't noticed <laughs> I, I i love it so. <laughs> all right well speaking on the way or the maps this week and um we know all three of them how do you both plan on playing for each respective map? Do you're gonna have a different play style, different movement style? I mean, you guys do help every single weekend. Mm -hmm. You do help in the flawless pool. Mm -hmm. How do you plan to do the most effective help for each map? Let's start with, I mean, we, we kind of covered Cauldron, but we can finish it off if you want. Oh, with Cauldron? Um, so with any of our strategies, we don't really go in um, with anything. We <laughs> see how we uh, are going to play with how the teams are going to play. And we base off of what we do based off of what they do. Um, so each game is going to be very, very different from what we do. Um, overall, though, um, we do have a, I guess, kind of simple way of playing and that's just knowing um each other's play styles sure. when it when it just boils down to it unless he has something to add <laughs> we yeah that is basically how we play um so i tend to move out and like play f a little flanky and try to get in behind uh while her and the person who we're helping just stick together so I kind of know where they are, and then I'll push, say it's Cauldron, and we get the right spawn. So I'll move out to look at the other spawn directly. If there's a sniper there, I move back into middle, because that's where I assume that they'd be. Um, they'll play the doors. Yeah. If it's slow, if it ends up playing a little slower and they're not really pushing in, they're playing the door really well, um, I'll end up going into their spawn and get on those stairs and then try my best to get a pick. Um, while they're like kind of messing with the door and having them maybe look at them. They they don't have to look at them for me to try for a pick. Um, sometimes I'll get picked in the, in the process. But if I do take one, I'll instantly run away. 
Um, I'll get out. They'll push back in. If I'm weak, then I'll regen. Or I'll go towards, like, right behind them instead of going the original way I was going. Because they're going to think I'm still there, but I'm not. I'm just going to pop out from right behind them. They're going to be like, oh, okay. This dude's here already. And then, so that's how we'd probably play that side. The okay. other I one, I like just running Cauldron, the middle. <laughs> I think for Cauldron, definitely want that mid control, like, um, right off the gate. And it is much harder to get if you're left. And depending on how the team plays or how our third plays, because some can be a little bit more hesitant, others can be um, really balls deep in it. Um, depending on how they play, we might take control um, kind of by that little lantern thing. I don't know what that is. Um, rather than trying to push inside for mid control. And then from there, moths? it would just trying to... Wait, what? Are you talking about moths? Like the moth room? I don't know. It's that... No, it's not the opposite moth. of middle. The opposite side yeah. of middle, but on the where A would be. Yeah. Yeah. That area. Say, yeah, that's we'll just... moths. That's moths. Okay. If you look yeah, around, we'll just... there's what moths is around the little pool? Isn't yeah. there like moths in that in the little pool room? Where A is? Hold on, I'm, I'm. No, in between A and C. Ah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we bounce back between those those two rooms for a pick. For a pick, yeah. Opening up those doors, um, closing them if we need to. Um, but we really want to try to get um, we try doors open by ours. Unless yeah. there's a pick. Unless there's, That's a there's the no room. pick, then, then you cannot, like... it's a, You can still do it, but you want to leave that for last second if you're just going to run in. You want to try your best for a pick from one of the doors. And the doors, mm -hmm. since... People don't like them. You, you're an example. You don't like them. People will get, like, desperate, and they'll just try to run through the door sometimes. And it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll just take advantage of that. Their orb is on our side, so now we can do whatever we want because there's only two more. It's a good strat. I like and that. for a point, you're going to want your grenades and barricades. Yes. That is, that's the destiny way. Barricades <laughs> and nades. All the abilities. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, let's roll it to the next one. Let's go. We'll we'll save my favorite for last. Let's go Pacifica next. If it's Pacifica, how do you plan on playing it? What us do you plan on using? Ooh, we hate that map. <laughs> we do hate that map. It's it's not a kind map to us. Um, not that we don't perform well, but it is uh, notoriously a bad weekend. We've actually uh, quit the game for for a good while both times or the last two times. Pacificas. Yeah. Like we've just stopped Pacifica. playing. Maybe like done one card a weekend, but nothing more than that. <laughs> that that that's like how bad the map season. is for us. Yeah, that sounds like my whole season. I got tired of linears. <laughs> I think we primarily like to play inside, but um we will play outside if it has to be and that is exactly where um point is it's outside it's just if it's outside it's a little bit slower i feel the game plays are going to be and a lot of more people play inside um and as far as that goes it's just playing a pick trying to trying to get in with either a shotgun or a snipe usually you do want at least one person going hugging the left once you get into the inside uh, no matter which spawn you get. So, 
Well, actually. So, you know the spawn where you spawn, like, kind of on a helipad? Yep. You want, like, two people on the bottom right, like, under, and then one person up top on the stairs. Um, and then you guys can kind of... So, if somebody's shooting, somebody comes out from the doors in front of you, the person, the two people on the right can see that person if the one on the left has to move out. So that it just ends up with a free pick if somebody ends up moving out. And you always have to be careful with the snipers because they will check. They're in the inside area. There's um kind of like a little. I don't want to say the bridge part, but there is kind of like a little something that you can go under, and there's like little boxes there too. There's always. 99% of the time going to be a sniper that either shoots you there or you get shot from that place like Absolutely. if you're there so that's map. always something it is it's, yeah it is it's a really tough map and it really highlights the uh the slower play styles that i think we've been experiencing lately um especially highlights the slower play styles we've been experiencing so, finally, jeez, hold on, let me fix my English for a second. Finally, <laughs> uh, anomaly. Anomaly. Uh, so I have bad memories of anomaly. <laughs> um, I think, I think it's gonna be pretty heavy on Entei's Titans because I think the last time it was Anomaly, that was pretty prevalent. And as Titans are gaining popularity right now, you're seeing a lot more Entei's Titans, and I think they're gonna shine on that. Um, but I also think that um, it's gonna help the Invis Hunters too to come in with slugs. Mm -hmm. I do expect a lot of chaperones. Uh, which is probably what I'll be running, and depending if I play Antaeus Titan or Invis Hunter, which it will be one of those two. Um, I feel like feel people can snipe. Oh, okay. Um, I don't really that mind one. it all too much. It just it seems um, quite hard to deal with at times when it's comboed with Antaeus. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially on that map. I'm asked, that's that's kind of where I was was going with it. Is do you think that Juggernaut and Antaeus might see an uptick if it's on Anomaly? Yeah, I can yeah. see people just straight up because every like little box, every that whole like map has little box areas that have like walls you could just run into, which I expect people to run into them to like build up their Antaeus to just run out and be able to slide and deflect and easy kill. Um, that's what I expect a lot, is just people running into walls to build up their Antaeus. Yeah, I, I can see that. It's a closed-off small map, so, you know, there's... It's gonna be... It's gonna be overwhelming. Especially with a lot of the abilities right now with the grenades. I mean, I, I honestly think, that, and this is my opinion, I think that Cauldron's gonna be worse with the grenades than any other one just because definitely just because of in. the everybody is concentrated and trying to keep that mid control yeah so anomaly how would you play it while you guys are doing here helps so that you can help the students uh 
I don't know. Maybe get, do some house of their own. Um, I think the best strategy would probably be that, you know, you have two people trying to distract from far distance and one push up. I think that is going to be the the strategy used on Anomaly. I think it depends on what character you're playing. Warlocks, those are like kind of left out of everything right now. Unless you're in the Fidian lock, you can get away with it. But Titans, play, being able to play your barricade and see... Because there is a good sniper lane uh, from both spawns that you can get to. Which people do usually peek. Um, it's mm -hmm. right on B. Um, right across. Not like towards heavy, but the two little rooms next to B. Um, right staircase so being boss. able to look around with a barricade, just even if it's just one Titan on the team, just having a barricade there would be really helpful. Maybe see if you can throw a grenade. Um, if you're on Hunter, I'd play Invis. I, uh, yeah. Play Invis. Um, instead of peeking the B room, I'd go farther out on either spawn that you're going to just play the the dead center of the map and play under. Okay. That's a good that's a good suggestion too. So, Chippy kind of thought my thought process on this one. Um, you said warlocks are kind of left out. I don't know if you have tried uh the arc melee with dead arc melee, yeah. Especially with Dead Messenger on that map. I think I think the arc melee in general is very strong as it is. Um, especially with some like a map like this. Um but comboing it with the Dead Messenger would be really, really strong. Um Dead Messenger would probably be really strong on this map regardless though. Even without it. You plan on uh I mean you we're obviously gonna see it a lot with uh, the linear changes because if you know anything about the destiny community they hear nerf they never touch it again for months yeah it's so, actually funny <laughs> yeah i mean so i'm expecting a big pretty big uptick on dead messenger on forerunner um how do you both plan on combating something like that um patience for me yeah you you have to just try and figure out where they are um so with me, I'd probably just play the best I can with invis, or just try to jump as much as I can without just being a death sentence once you jump. So there's a lot of places where you could just bonk away on a hunter, because if you play heavy side, you could just bonk straight across. Um, because with the warlocks, as long as you jump for a good amount of time, you, you'll dodge the, the dead messenger. Um, even though jumping is not necessarily what you want to do, but if you play <laughs> under and get behind them, like well enough, sneakily enough, which you it's on on anomaly you can't really tell if somebody's above or under, um, or somebody's like right. So say you're on B, you yep. can't tell if there's going to be somebody in the little room or they're under right away. You can't tell right away, so you kind of have to mess around and find out and. You kind of just got to catch them off guard. If not, you're forced to play outside. Like, in one of the spawns, you're just forced to play there and hope that they push out to you and do their little melee. They're a little... They can't do anything for a good amount of time. And then you just catch them right after that. 
Now, if yep. it's three of them, eh, that <laughs> that might be that might be interest. That might be more interesting. I'd probably use a not a slug. I'd use a, a pellet, even though those aren't great. But I do think pellets can still beat that. Okay, okay, I like that. I I, I love the confidence. The confidence is great. Because if I see a triple dead messenger team, uh, the only thing that I've found to beat it is um, the cheat code of Alt F4. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so even with some linear teams, I I just put on a hand cannon and a, and a pellet. It just somehow works better. Like, I don't know you if just it's gotta try like to something find a in your brain. Something in my brain that's just survive. like, okay, I, I have to play a certain way. If I have to get this kill, if I don't get this kill, then... I I sell, like I just sold. So usually if I'm on Arc Hunter and not on Void, try your best to do however much damage from like as far as you can with your shotgun and then uppercut. And that's almost always a guaranteed kill unless your shotgun does absolutely nothing, which usually it does at least break that threshold, which is a little bit under a hundred damage. I think you don't have to break shields for the Arc melee to kill. I definitely think that you should not be traveling with your teammates on this particular map, though. Um, definitely trying to get different angles than them. Because there's going to be so many things that will attack all of you. Whether it be the Warlock melee, Dead Messenger, grenades, and it could be really damaging. Absolutely agree with that. I, I'm curious to see how it plays out. Um, it'll... If my math's right, it is the second to last trials of the season because the week after we have Iron Banner, and then the week after that is our last week of the season. So I think we only have two left, honestly. Um, this weekend and then two more weekends. Two more? Mm-hmm. I thought we were because there's going to be this weekend, Iron Banner, and then two more weekends. Unless they cancel trials for one of those weekends, which I don't see them doing. That's true. I don't see them doing that either. Um, all right. We touched a ton on trials. Let's dive into the personal of how do you both stay so cool and calm and collected while you're doing help? <laughs> uh, him. Mostly. Hey, what the fuck? I was going to say you. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 uh, when you have like a, like a partner that helps you with these things, especially in like these um, settings where it can be really high stressed, you need someone to be able to rely on that will pick up when you are down. And um, he provides that. And it's much easier to either snap out of it or to continue without the frustration um we can also vocalize it um that you know we're kind of having a difficulty and usually he will um create an environment where um all of that disappears whether it's you know him talking about a random fact or going solely into being very um vocal about his call outs um, to keep us focused on the game and, you know, the goal. Uh, so usually those strategies usually works. It helps that, you know, 
am able to do this with uh with such a great friend so like it's <laughs> i think that's one of the main things um that a lot of other people struggle is that you know your whole point into trying to play trials at least for me um and probably a lot of other people is to enjoy the company you're with and sometimes that can lose sight when you're losing or when you're not playing well and if you can find someone that can refocus you onto what your main um point is uh it really helps that's probably the coolest answer i think i've ever gotten <laughs> i don't <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be honest <laughs> a lot of people like a lot of the answers that i get from from the the standard trials players are like that's the secret i'm always angry or something like i just play okay yeah no, i love that it's so true if you're playing with people that you enjoy playing with the game's so easy it's so fun yeah it makes a difference a huge difference and that's what we try to provide with our thirds too because it can be stressful for them as well and um you know we we try to make it at least enjoyable for them um and let them know that it's it's okay to feel those things but it's also okay to have fun while you know we either lose or while you know we're not doing well or something and it also helps you know when we have chat there too when we're streaming um they're they're <laughs> they're usually quite helpful and if there's ever a point where you do get frustrated, which, I mean, it's destiny. It's kind of hard not to get frustrated yeah. sometimes. Like, Everybody say, from does. a loss, like, it's just, you just got to make sure you remember it's like, okay, the game's over. Just, like, move on. We're fine. Just keep going. You you can't you can't get stuck on a game that, you, say, you did bad. Say, mm -hmm. say I randomly do really bad in a game, and it's like, I'm, I'm going to be mad at myself because it's like, okay, I just lost us that game. It's like, okay, just gotta completely, we're already on to the next game. It's like, just focus on this one, forget about it. It's okay to get, like, frustrated at random stuff, because the game, the game's random itself. The game itself, it's random. Absolutely. And you, we don't get mad at each other. You, you can't get mad at each other for something. No, you can't. No. Yeah, I mean, that, Especially uh... since... The person probably already knows what they're doing wrong. There's no point on, you know, making them either feel worse about it or um, bringing it up. You know, it's just, you know, you know, you know, you, you're experienced you, you know. in trials. You know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, actually. That's basically what you're both saying is enjoy the people you're playing with above and beyond the game. Yes. Yes. And you'll have a better. A hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, I I I love that. I do, because I play for fun. I don't. I used to do carries. I used to do help. I felt myself slipping, and I was getting mad more often than not. So I just said, "It's destiny. It's not competitive. I'm not playing for money. Let's uh have fun with it." So it really resonates with me that you guys said that. Um, I think a lot of people that do the exact same things that we do um, tend to have a sense of like burnout on it or, um, you know, just overall frustrations because they view it more as a job. A um, okay.
so real. Is that is that what I'm looking at? Hold on. Sorry, my four-year-old had to tell me that she was looking for her stuffed animal. Oh. <laughs> Did important. she find it? Uh, she said, if we find it, I'm going to come and tell you. And I said, please don't. <laughs> looking for the report. Yeah, yeah. Uh, send me the cliff notes. I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead. I Sorry I interrupted that. She was pounding on the door, so... Yeah, you're all good. I think, uh, like I was saying, um, like people that do exactly what we do, um, they tend to have a sense of like burnout on it. And um, I think it has a lot to do with how they're viewing it sometimes. Uh, not everyone obviously views it this way, but I know a lot of them do view it more like a job. And that can um, create a sense of stress that just cannot be relieved. And um they end up stopping or moving on to something else, which is great, you know, um, you know, got to take care of yourself, but mm -hmm. uh, you got to enjoy, you know, that who you're playing with. It makes a makes a huge difference. I agree with that. And you have to be on the same page with them. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and speaking on the topic of carries and carry culture. Obviously, you both do it. How do you feel about it, though? I have very strong opinions about it. Good. Share. That's I don't what we're here like, for. I don't like uh, the optics of carry culture. I specifically do not call anybody that I play with a carry because I don't view them as a carry. Um, they might be less experienced than I am, but um, the whole purpose of Trials is trying to go to the lighthouse together as a fire team so they are participating and um they might be less experienced than you but that's okay um the same with like the stacked mentality there might be um i i consider myself a little bit above average player um but a lot of people don't view me that way as statistically i'm not a 2.0 um so there's a huge idea about what is considered stacked and what's not stacked um a lot of people who don't view me as a stack still consider me as a stack and uh it doesn't make much sense in the way that they they view this because of the way that they view carries um a lot of people also take a you know a lot of uh criticism towards us saying that very all he does is double carries every weekend um, which also then doesn't make any sense because then, you know, most of the time they're losing. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I don't like the, the terminology of carry because I think everybody is very well capable of going to the lighthouse and the biggest issue that is against them is matchmaking. And, um, if they can get through a good, uh, matchmaking setup for their card, they're able to go. Um, right now, with our population dipping, matchmaking is so much more difficult to have actually on your side throughout the card. Yeah, I agree. That is true. Yeah. Maria, how do you feel about the term carry and carry culture? Um. So with that, I... Some people are not as good as others, of course, but 
I do also keep that same opinion. It's like, mm, don't really need to shove it in their face that, you know, because if they're trying to improve and that's all they're, be they're being like fed is, okay, you're a carry, blah, blah, blah. Even if they did improve, say you're like a, a point four that just is making their way up to one to a one dot and you're just being constantly told you're a carry, you're just not going to want to, like, you're not going to feel like you're improving at all. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, how is that going to help build? Um, we've had people come in and watch that. The first time they play with us, they're, they actually are a point four. Um, and now, dude's playing like a, a one seven two dot almost every weekend. That's, a, that's actually another good thing that he said that because it sparked something that uh we actually talked about recently is that um there's some aspects that statistically they might be like he said a point four and we have played with a lot of point four players but overall team chemistry they perform way better than someone who is our third as a 2.0 or higher than that um, because of the way that they play with us. Um, usually 2.0s might eventually um, have that feeling of solo-ness and they tend to um, you know, do things outside of that team chemistry and we end up losing more with them than we would with a 0.4 um, because some some might prioritize um, revives, uh, prioritize sticking together, prioritize team shooting, whereas the 2.0s might prioritize trying to get that kill on their own, um, going away from the team, um, not getting revives, and that can be a detriment in a trials game setting. Yeah, no, I, I playing with your team is huge. That's that's one of those things that I think uh, um, people are catching. That's that's especially as a I don't want to say lower tier player, um, but as someone that's learning, moving with your team mm -hmm. is massive, and uh, I for one can say that I appreciate you guys taking the time to teach and explain and and stay calm and collected. I've watched you both mm -hmm. and, and how you carry yourselves in stream. And it's 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 admirable. It really is. So I think um, Bungie also implementing the title with trials, mm -hmm. um, the you know the flawless title, and having a requirement um, doing a carry type thing is also feeding into that narrative that you know you're either a carry or you're a stack. There's no in between at all, and I don't think that it helps the environment in general for. Um, trials players, I, I understand that their, uh, you know, their goal, trying to help other guardians get to where they want, don't just stick with, you know, um, with who you're comfortable with, branch out, play with other players type things, especially those that are less experienced. So overall, I, I see the positive that would come out of it. I just don't think it was implemented well, just as much as I think, you know, with the whole non-flawless, flawless pool too. I think the idea behind it was great, but it's just, it's not um, implemented well, well mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I mean, we could obviously talk about Flawless Pool, but I think we know where we stand with that one. Um, I had one and I just lost it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Um, 
Eh, screw it. Let's talk about the flawless pool. We know it's not going anywhere. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, not we going anywhere. We know it's not going anywhere. So, I'm still if, fighting it though. Oh, same. Uh, but if you could walk into Bungie tomorrow and give a suggestion to make the flawless pool. Oh, I remember my question. We'll come back to that one. Um, accessibility and trials. Do you feel trials should be more accessible or more rewarding? And why? Assess accessible as far as like obtaining lighthouse or that seems like it's kind of the goal right now with and this is what made me remember it was uh the flawless pool with um making it freelance more often things like that i think it should be more rewarding than accessible i think at some point like you should get more rewards throughout the card you get what one reward a week for playing a good amount of trials maybe a card worth i think like a weekly reward um i definitely think that that should be more because the average player say they don't get an adept some people would be fine just being able to get a good amount of normal loot if they were just handed more of it if say somebody were to go some brand new player were to go play trials for the first time and they play it for a good bit all they're gonna get is one weekly reward and maybe like two rank up rewards and that's if they're winning every game because you don't gain a lot of xp um i don't think that's enough i don't think that's enough for people to want to chase since everybody just wants to get to lighthouse because that's the only real form of loot and then after you get the depths it just becomes stale it's like once i have it well what is there more to, to go for i don't have to play trials any other week because i already have the five out of five okay mistreated what do you got i think trials needs to have a way where it is replayable um currently um it is nice for people to be able to go on to lighthouse on their own uh, with the non-flawless pool, um, but they're not going to play again. And I think that's one of the ma major issues with it. So I don't mind it being accessible that way, you know, um, as far as getting Lighthouse maybe easier for some people, but I think they need to work for it. So um, as far as, like, the seven win... I think people would be able to get that um, consistently would be rewarded with Lighthouse. I think those that have a trouble, a more troubled time with that should be able to get Lighthouse, but it's going to take them much longer, maybe weeks worth of whether it's a reputation grind or some kind of quest line that goes with it, something, um, if they're just continuously playing the game. and. The only issue that I would have with that is that I don't want people to be going back to where it was, where people were just jumping off to mm -hmm. get um, to get that. So that would be the only issue with that sort of thing. Um, I don't think I think people should get rewarded for the time that they put into trials, but it needs to be actual worthy time um, rather than just, you know, jumping off the cliff. 
Let me just how they do that. Let, no let clue how they would do that. Bring back the hockey lotto. <laughs> Imagine. Oh my. Uh, I think you can like somehow make it to where they can make a card. Say you need, even if it's double what you need right now, 14 wins. Doesn't have to be in a row. You can lose as many times as you as like you can. Like you could literally lose 50 times in the time that it gets you to get 14 wins. But as long as you get 14 wins and don't get a different card, you could turn that in for an adept. Like that might make okay. people actually load up and just stick it, stick to it, anyways. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like that. That's a, that's a suggestion I haven't heard yet. Um, because I've heard a lot of like, I mean, everyone's seen Lonza's tweet about there should be a card that gives you loot on seven wins, no, regardless. It gives you a, a trip to the lighthouse. I'm of the. I type think it shouldn't be seven. I'm of the type that I don't think you should go to the lighthouse without a flawless. But that's fair. Big but. I do think that adept weapons should be more accessible. In my opinion. I can agree. Yeah. So I, I um to yeah. me trials is the lighthouse. Adept weapons are not that strong compared to crafted weapons anymore. Like not like they used to be anyway. Mm -hmm. Um and as crafting gets bigger and bigger, adept is going to be less and less necessary. And we want those people to be able to farm those. So if they were able to get that card, like, you know, they would be, oh, okay, they get an adept, but it's not the role that they want. They still can be able to farm it. Um, right now, the way to farm it is only during the flawless pool and if you get wins after flawless. Right now, when flawless pool activates, it... The seven wins are the easiest games, and it's a little disheartening because there's a lot of people. Um, we have also used the strategy of um, holding a seven win card, but it's not something we do now. Uh, it is astronomically way easier and um, to hold that seven win. Interesting. Okay. Huh. That's 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 one that I haven't heard yet. Um, and now we can roll into the flawless pool conversation of how would you improve the flawless pool to make it honestly more playable if you had the option? Flawless pool just needs people playing in it to make sure, it playable. Yeah. But um, how? The as far as like the system like, to get people in right it and play end. it well the the issue <laughs> is is that when flawless pool was implemented when we had way bigger um population when it was first implemented yes a lot of people complained about it um but it it was bearable and i i did i was i did say that constantly it was bearable it was something that i was willing to play with through um, because before that, before the revamp, we had hardly anybody playing in trials and that was unbearable. We needed the revamp. So when flawless pool came out, it was harder. It was, but it was bearable. And as population continuously dipped and dipped and dipped to the pre, you know, now to, you know, the pre revamp, you feel that strain again. And now it's completely unbearable. 
Um, it's not really something that um, is playable right now. And the only thing that would fill in to making Flawless Pool bearable is to get actual people in there playing it. But I'm actually against splitting up the population, so I wouldn't ever... Um, I, I would just get rid of the system. I would also get rid of freelance. I know a lot of people like freelance. I don't. <sighs> or at <laughs> least you can't keep both. At least you can't keep yes. both. <laughs> I would I would happily trade uh flawless pull for freelance. I have fun on freelance weekends. I don't queue up with teams. I just jump in, run around with a uh Life of the Lost and and see where it takes me. And in my opinion, I think that would be great for a comp setting. But in trials, it's supposed to be significantly, supposed to be the 3v3, it's supposed to be team oriented. When they implemented matchmaking, so duos can queue and solos can queue, that solved the issue with the solo players. But the solo players complained that they're going against three stacks, which should um, encourage them to find fire teams. And this is supposed to be a social game. And this being a social competitive, you know, only thing that is during the weekend, like limited time, there we go, um, event um, should encourage a fire team rather than the solo gameplay. Okay. I mean, I, I see both sides on that one. I, I always try and look at it from the perspective of uh, the average player in that mm -hmm. um, having a having a fire team is not only always feasible some people can't find a fire team some people can't uh, get their friends on at the same time or they're just jumping on for a card and that's, that's why like matchmaking was implemented because the same thing could be said about you know pve activities that require a group like raids um but you can't match make raids you can mm -hmm. match make trials um and it just when freelance is out it just makes the playlist the regular playlist um strained okay because far more people are playing freelance than they are in the regular playlist so once flawless pool activates it is it is the worst weekend yes yes as as a player or as a team that does help especially um i absolutely agree with that that it's it's not fun to play i'll actually find myself not playing with my normal teams on freelance mm -hmm. weekend and i just yeah, sold yeah. you that's actually very common there's a lot of people that just will just queue up freelance because it's much more enjoyable for them to just rely on themselves and know that each person is also doing the exact same thing. Um, and I get the appeal of freelance. I just don't think it should be a thing for trials. And if it is a thing, um, because I understand being freelance, something for like Iron Banner when you're going against a full team of six mm -hmm. and it's literally a week long for, you know, two weeks in a season. That makes sense. Um, for trials, it just it freelance comes around once or twice a season. Um, so I understand that you know the appeal of it and people will jump in. There's more people playing and things like that. It just strains. So to have that 
um, to replace flawless pool, it, it could lopside what trials are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it could work out. I just, I'm not a proponent of it. I think if I had the option, I would get rid of flawless pool and just have freelance mm -hmm. as, as just, and it only starts, you know, Sunday. It would follow the same trend as, as how flawless pool okay, does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That could work. Yeah. But it would start Sunday. I think, I think that would be, I feel like that would be a good trade-off. Obviously I'm not a bungee dev. I can't say these suggestions outside of this platform or on Twitter. Um, but that's something I would love to at least attempt, you know? Give us a few weeks. It's not a bad idea, yeah. They said they would be trying a bunch of new stuff out. They tried Flawless Pool and never went back. Yeah. Other than one horrible attempt that I think was just to show us how bad they can really make it. So I Oh god, the I don't think, Yes, yeah. oh. what for. I yeah. genuinely think that they were getting so much <laughs> shit for for Flawless Pool that they were like it was just a big fuck you, and it was like, "Hey, we can make it this bad. You want to play this? We could do. We could do this. You don't want flawless pool? We'll do this." Like, and then everybody was like, "No, we'll, we'll rather have flawless pool." And it was like, "That's what we thought." And then they put it. Back. And it's like, it's like, okay. So if, I think if they do take away flawless pool, I think unfortunately, unfortunately, they will do win based, even though like nobody wants that. Oh, Winbase was so rough. That was the most chaotic tournament style weekend I think it I've ever Literally, we played two teams all weekend. Two teams. Two teams. After the first yeah. day, we'd, uh, we'd, we'd still play the other days because we still wanted to play trials. But we never had any variety because the only other teams that had our amount of wins were, were stacks. So we stacked. I mean, we can't do help with that in that scenario um, where it's just we're playing the same team over and over and it made stream sniping a lot easier as well oh yeah um oh absolutely i mean all they have to do is get up there and it's like okay we're just gonna it's either you sit 30 minutes in queue or they you get stream sniped yeah i i agree with that whoo that win trip that win weekend was was pretty rough um so here's my thought on it and this has stuck with me since the first weekend flawless pull was implemented and I understand why it's still here because of this moment. Um, and I don't know, a lot of people don't know this. The first weekend that it was implemented, there was a Bungie dev. And I'm not talking badly about him at all. I'm not going to say who it was. I'm not going to say if their pronouns or anything like that. Um, they said, I finally went flawless because of the flawless pool. And I saw it. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be rude, but I need to know. So I said, hey, that's awesome. Are you going to play in the Flawless Pool now? And their response was, uh, no, I have some raids and nightfalls to do, and it's almost the end of the weekend. So, mm -hmm. but that was that catalyst moment of if the Bungie devs finally are saying they went Flawless because of it, and that was the only one that was willing to post it on, on the Bird app. Imagine how many other devs have that same mentality. Yeah. Well, that's what I was bringing up is that it just seems like this system in its entirety does not promote replayability. And um, 
it's it's just sad to see because I did have a lot of feedback from people before Flawless Pool was implemented that because of the population being so huge, they finally had a lot of success. Um, even during this previous burnout one um, where Flawless Pool was turned off, um, there was far more people coming out saying that they had far more success and right now i'm hearing a lot of feedback about the non-flawless pool being very heavily people that are just purposely staying in non-flawless even if they're able to go out and play flawless pool they just refuse to because it is um just frankly you know not enjoyable to play trials in flawless pool and um, that is the mindset of the majority of the people that do play non-flawless. Either you stay in there, play trials as much as you want and enjoy it, or you get your one flawless if you're able to and don't play again. Yeah. And yeah. that's why we are having a population issue in the flawless pool. We have I, a population issue in general, but <laughs> flawless pool in particular. Yes. I agree with that. I really do. Um, and that's one thing that I've always wanted to see is more replayability over one and done. But, I, but me too. Bungie's never came out and flat out said this is what they want one way or the other. Well, they were coming out and saying that they wanted specific statistics as close as possible. And that was the reason why they implemented Flawless Pool. They wanted 20% um, across the board for wins they didn't want five o's they didn't want um right you know four fives um they wanted all of it in between as well and that's okay but they're manipulating it to a, a way that um is just it's not um enjoyable and yeah. i think they had i think they had the same mindset with lighthouse or flawlesses as well because even though the non-flawless are sorry when they didn't have the flawless pool activated um those weekends usually had way more people going flawless than they did um percentage wise at least than they did whenever they had the flawless pool activated and it continues to show that way yeah i agree with that I just realized what time it was. We have gone 20 minutes over on the chatting. Um, first off, I apologize. Thank you guys for having a phenomenal conversation. Yes, sir. I am going to drop your links in chat one more time. Viewers, go show them some love. It's free. Go see what they do and why they're so good at what they do. These two, by choice, play the Flawless Pool every weekend. Braver <laughs> than I. Much braver than I. It's rough. Um, for the rest of you, we are jumping into the scrim portion. Basically, the way that this works is we pull in viewers from chat. We run two games. Then we cycle out and pull in the next round. Uh, make sure you in the Discord, the biggest rules, sorry, the biggest rules are make sure you're in the Discord so you can ask questions of your own for the guests. And um, the rule sets are in there. They're pretty light. We try to keep them light just to be kind of what you'll run into in the Crucible without the outliers really weighing it down. We allowed Forerunner one scrim school and Ceridius was unstoppable. So that was gone. Um, let's have some fun with it. This is your chance. It's not super sweaty. It's not super like 
have to go 100%. This is your chance to talk with the guests of the week, get a chance to play with them, have some fun, have some laughs, and we'll run as long as they want to go. So let's switch over to the scrim portion. If you'd like to join, join scrim waiting room. And uh, we already got two in there, and I recognize both of them. So our first game looks like it might be uh, might be a hot one. Let's get it going. <laughs> 